Poured Out. This is Olivia. And Becca. Poured Out is a podcast where we pour out some truths we've learned, splashed with wine, Jesus, and sarcasm. This week, our topic is what to do when life hasn't turned out the way you planned. Full disclosure, we are not professional counselors, just two friends who love Jesus and want to share some lessons we've learned in an authentic way. Yes, and I take full responsibility. Usually these episodes come out, we're going to try to do like a Monday or Tuesday every week. This is not going to drop till Thursday because... I decided it would be a good idea to take some cough medicine prior to recording on Monday and spoiler Due to allergies, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it did not go well. So, yep. Here we are. <laughs> so um, each episode, we select a fine wine and we tell you our thoughts about it. Um, this week, <laughs> we are drinking <laughs> the finest of the, the wine. <laughs> finest of the premium wines, <laughs> the Black Fox, the Cabernet Sauvignon. Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. Sauvignon. Anyways, um, funny thing about this, I love that the back tells you it lasts six weeks because I'm like, honey, this is like week seven and we're still going strong. Um, oh, it just says freshest. So we're good. We're good. Okay. Um, what, pretty good. Out of a yeah. 10, what would you rate it? She's not the biggest red wine drinker. So I, she's told me that twice today and I don't know. I love I red thought wine. You re- what? I, love I thought wine. you were. A, I don't like a, dry wine if it's sweet. Okay. That's maybe that's what it was. Sweet. Um, yeah, this refined palette will give this a. I'll say like a six. Or I knew a seven. you were gonna give a six. Yeah, I'm yeah. like an eight point five on this because it's this, pretty good. It's a box, and it's it's four bottles of award winning wine in one elegant box. I just want to know, like, in that marketing meeting, when they were like, "Okay, how are we gonna distribute this?" and the person's like. I've got it. Let's put it in a cardboard box. Like, how oh, does but that before get? that, they put it in a plastic <laughs> pouch. And you want to know what's great about that? That thing can fit in a purse. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, take it out of this box, put it in your purse, and you're good at the movie theater. All right. I haven't Anyways, done that before. but No. Hey. All right. So we invite you to sit down, pour a glass of your finest vino, and hang out with us for the next 30 minutes. Unless you're driving. Don't no. pour a glass of wine. So. No. All right. So, Olivia, why did we pick this topic? Okay, well, I, I'm kind of the one who just really told Becca we should do this topic this yep, week because I feel like we all have at least one area of our life, whether it's like relationships, career, family, finances, or whatever it may be, that hasn't really turned out the way we expect it would to. And I mean, I think some of these unexpected uh, turnouts are can be kind of minor, like not, not getting an apartment you wanted. Um, but then some of them are big and they knock us off our feet and they're just, un, you know, really unexpected turns like a spouse leaving or getting diagnosed with infertility or something like that. And we can usually sweep those disappointments under the rug or just kind of put it back in the back of our minds somewhere. We don't really have to think about it. But then around the holidays, it's really hard to do that. And we're often brought like face to face with these disappointments, whether it's like through social media or through like your Aunt Karen asking you like, why are you (laughs) single? Why don't you have a job? Why are you so fat? Like, Aunt Karen, like, stop. Like, I don't. Yeah. But then they'll tell you like, oh, this is how you're going to do that. And so you just, I feel like you're kind of bombarded with all of these, this like reality of things that maybe you're disappointed in. Be like, well, Aunt Karen, you're on your sixth marriage and I ain't saying anything. So, um, When I think about this topic, um, I told Olivia, the one thing that comes to my mind about expectations is comparison. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more of a me problem. Um, I have struggled really bad in the last two or three years with comparison. Um, I'm 28, and out of all of my, like, core friend group, I'm the only one that's not married with kids. Um, So 
a lot of my expectations in life, I feel like comes from the people around me and that's my fault. It's not their fault. Um, but comparison is ultimately the thief of joy. So for me, um, when I think about life, not turning it, turning out, um, the way it's expected to expectations are, I mean, it's really a stigma, like an American dream. They, you know, they say, all right, you know, women, you're going to get married at 23, 24, you're going to start having kids. And, you know, it just, for me, I have to realize that, um, it doesn't have to work out that way. Like I've never been normal my whole life. So why should I do anything on the normal timeline? (laughs) My mom's laughing at that. I know she is. (laughs) Oh dear. But I mean, where do you, where do you think these expectations come from? See, I think that's, I think it's all about comparison. I think it's like situations and looking what, I mean, for instance, you're sitting with a friend and they're talking about getting married Mm. in your head. You're ultimately thinking, okay, so when am I going to get married? Oh, I Mm. haven't met the right guy yet. Where am I going to meet the right guy? You immediately start. It's kind of like an anxiety issue. Like you start thinking if, when, um, all this kind of stuff is going to happen. So it's a lot about situations around you. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot a lot of it for me comes from like I like comparing my life to what I expected it to be like I'm the one who almost like set that standard not even like me presently it could be Olivia from 10 years ago who decided that you know what my life should be like now which doesn't really make any sense as to why I'm still holding myself to you know my plan 10 years ago but I mean I, I just think in in every situation that we enter we just naturally bring in expectations and a lot of times it comes from a place of hope and even just kind of even like realisticness like you go into a relationship and you expect that this is gonna you know progress at some point or you go in, you get married you say your vows so you expect that this person's gonna stay with you because you literally told each other you were going to so you don't you know it's and whenever that marriage ends it's going to be unexpected so I think in a lot of times that they can be realistic but then You just have to be careful with where you're getting these expectations from. And, you know, as a teacher, too, we always hear, like, students will rise to your expectations. I I mean, this goes back to what Olivia and I were talking about the other day is I think that it's good to have expectations and, you know, kind of like, um, I guess, a plan. You just have to remember that that plan's not your own and you're going to face disappointment. So, like, if I say I was just talking to Olivia before this, I would love to get my EDS. But there's this plan that I have for to go what through. What is that for those? Oh, for those that don't know, sorry. Um, educational specialist. Um, so basically the next step up as a teacher, um, I already have my master's in administration. So um, the step below being, a, you know, a doctor like Olivia, <laughs> educational <laughs> doctorate. But, um, you know, I have a plan. Like, you know, I want to take my GRE test and then I want to do my EDS. But I have to remember that if that's my plan, you know, if that's God's plan for me, it's going to work out. It may not work out exactly how I think it should, mm-hmm. but it's going to work out. But definitely set expectations for yourself. Um, I was a pessimist. I told Olivia yeah. about, you know, after my lots of failed relationships, I went into my next relationship with low expectations. I was like, that way I can't get hurt. You know, I have low expectations. And yeah, I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> have a low expectation that, you know, he's going to be awful and then he'll surprise me. But I don't think that's fair to yourself either. You know, standards and expectations. I think it's fair to, I don't know, I wouldn't say keep them high, but keep them where what you deserve. The way I like to think about it is you can have, you know, hopes and expectations for like um, even the timeline of your life or just things that you wish would happen. But I I have to remind myself to hold them 
with an open hand, not with a closed fist. That way, you know, if God wants to give that to me, that's fine. But I also am letting him take it away if that's what he wants. But, Agreed. I mean, it's just inevitable, though, that we're all going to face situations where the unexpected happens. I mean, I kind of think of it like we spend our life painting a picture of our of our life and like things that we want and sometimes it's going really well and then sometimes for me like you know um, a year and a half ago when I got my divorce it was like some random naked homeless man came in and punched a hole through this painting that I was just working so hard on and then I'm left like what in the world just happened and then it feels like you've got this like gaping hole in the painting of your life and you're like I don't how is this ever going to get back on track this is never going to be the same and um, it's just really hard but we I mean we all face areas of disappointment or like man I wish this had turned out differently we all no matter who you are you know may not be in relationship maybe it's your career maybe it's your finances maybe it's your hobbies I mean we all face it you know you made me think of something just now off the script but I kind of feel like when God comes in and kind of puts those holes in our life it's so that we fill them with him Mm -hmm. like I know this is hilarious y'all will know me I love wine but I love cheese more than anything in this world (laughs) so true but it reminds me of like Swiss cheese like there's going to be holes in it. Okay, that was a really bad analogy. We're not going to use that. I was going to go somewhere with that, but I was like, people won't understand my logic on that. But that's something with me that all these holes got punched into my life. So many things happened. And, you know, they always say bad things happen in threes, like boom, 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 done. Mm-hmm. And there were times where I didn't fill them with Jesus. I filled them with alcohol or yep. partying or men or anything. I just filled them with attention. I just needed mm-hmm. I needed somebody to validate. Yeah. The fact that, hey, you know, your life hasn't turned out the way it's supposed to be. Like, let me let me help you here. Yeah. And that was wrong. I mean, I I really, gosh, I wish I could just go back uh, and open I, that Bible or head to, you know, Wednesday night church or something and just try to fill that hole with him. I had this exact conversation with a friend earlier this week. Um, I was going to get into it a little bit later, but we'll, we'll jump into it now. I think that anytime you've got the like something tragic, because I mean, a lot of times these unexpected turns, they can be really big and significant, and it can almost be like a little bit of a, a, a trauma. And so you've got all this grief and disappointment in that. And a lot of times, you know, it leaves a hole, and we follow our emotions, and we try and fill that hole with things that feel good, like whether that's attention from another person, even like sex and relationships and or drinking or just even pouring yourself into work and these things can make you feel good but don't confuse feeling good with healing because feeling good is only going to distract you and it might help you get through the day but that's not going to bring you to healing um you have to kind of take take out some of those things that are making you feel good like all of that filler and create space in that grief for God because if you are just simply distracting yourself and trying to fill that and not giving God any room to work then he's not going to work and so then you're going to be just making yourself feel good for six months or a year and you're gonna be, they're going to be like well why am I not healing why am I still broken because you're not chasing healing you're chasing feeling good so if you give room for and God and you've been distracted yeah that's so good yeah. that you said that like when you're distracted for instance you're distracted at work your work is not going to be at, no, at, you know that's not how you the get way healing. it's supposed to be exactly Man. so you you have to create space in that grief and be like brave enough to take out that those things that might not, might feel good but aren't going to lead to healing and give yourself space and give God space to enter into that and I like I promise things will dramatically change if you invite God into it and make room for him when that comes back to trust you know you got to trust him 
with the suffering. You've mm-hmm. got to trust him in disappointment and you've got to trust him in any situation because, oh gosh, you know, every week we're also going to do, um, um, a book recommendation. Um, we're kind of, you know, bookworms when it comes to that. And I actually was always against self-help books. I know that's weird, but like, I always wanted to read like, which I still do all my vampire stuff and, you know, <laughs> sci-fi stuff. But, um, just recently in the last year and a half, um, moving to Knoxville, I was, um, hit with the worst anxiety and panic disorder ever. So I really had to reach out and I went to Barnes and Noble and I found, I got introduced to Lisa Turkhurst, which, oh gosh, she's amazing. Um, I actually had already known her book uninvited, but I didn't know that she had any others, but this week we're talking about, um, the book called it's not supposed to be this way. It's called finding unexpected strength when disappointments leave you shattered. If y'all could see this, this is Olivia's (laughs) copy. Okay. So hold on. Side note, whenever I read books, like I I like to have the little highlighter tabs and things that I can, you know, mark. So that way, like I can go back whenever I'm in that season again, I can be like, oh, let me look at the things that really stood out to me. This thing looks like she's (laughs) studying for the bar. Like I really, one, two, three, four, five, I mean like 12 post-it notes. Um, I love this book. (laughs) I love this book so much. And I swear every time I open it, I find a different favorite quote. Yeah. Um, but just this has to go along with what Olivia just said about um, like disappointment and dangerous desire. But it says the enemy will use disappointments to cause so much trouble in an unsettled heart. But a heart that is hungry for something to ease the ache of disappointment is especially susceptible to the most dangerous form of desire. Mm. So if you're not being proactive and actively seeking out healthy environments and community and people that are living out the truth, Mm -hmm. you are going to be tempted and susceptible to distraction. And I've found in my life, whenever I come from that place of like trying to fill that desire, I let my emotional neediness and my desire set my standard. Whereas if you kind of do the opposite and, you know, have that standard, I mean, I think you're just more prone to and vulnerable to letting things in your life that maybe you normally wouldn't if you were coming at it from a healthier place. So Olivia, talk about, um, you're talking about how you think of life like a race, like, um, your Spartan tough mutter stuff you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I so, love it. um, I, I don't know where I got this analogy from. I would like to say I made it up, but I'm I probably heard it somewhere first, but hold I, on pause. Let's go ahead and ed- like reiterate the fact this girl is a runner. If I'm running, <laughs> be scared I played softball in college and was forced to run all the time so once I retired from division one softball it's like mm, probably not going to catch me running but she's a runner so this is where it always, comes from this is a fun fact about me so I in high school um I got I, I, so I played soccer for like ever but I this one season I, I took off from soccer and everyone in my life was like oh Olivia does not like running Olivia's just not a runner so I wanted to stick it to everybody and I did cross country that season and I roped in one of my friends, Alyssa, who, hey, if you're listening, but, um, and <laughs> there were so many races where I was like, I, this sounds terrible, but I picked somebody who really didn't look like they were in shape. And I'd be like, okay, well, at least I can beat that person. And I kid you not, like a mile or two into the race, that person would fly by me. And there were so many times I finished in like the bottom 10, but it just made me fall in love with running. So anyways, Merp. um, <laughs> Hey, you know what? I finished my first half marathon this past Yay. year. It was one of those things I really didn't think I could ever do. That's awesome. So, um, I'd love to train for one of those. I'm doing one in uh, March. So come yeah, on, Becca. Hey. 
do it I'm for okay. the podcast. I will do it for the podcast. Yeah, let me set up and podcast your run. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do. The only reason I'll go is number one, because I love you. But number two, it's in Savannah and they have got the best bar that's got goats and dogs. Let me tell you something. I thought like you're, that you could pick one and eat it, but that's not. Oh, no. Like, that sounds terrible. No, I'm telling you, I have a picture. I'll show you right after okay. we get done with this. Okay. And it's of me loving on a goat. I walked up to this table and I was like, can I please hold him? And they told me no twice. Third time's a charm. I walked up and they were like, yes, here. <laughs> I love goats. Persistence, y'all. Uh, goat Eddie. yoga. Goat yoga. Okay. ATV, Tough Mudder. Come on. Anyways. Um, so I think sometimes like the way I picture life is that life is like a race and we're each, we're each on this big giant race course together. And um, it's kind of like a Tough Mudder or like a Spartan race. I don't think it's one of those like you know, color me fun runs. No. Um, and so, you, you know, you, you don't really know how, you don't know how long that you're going to be on this race. Cause we don't know. We, no one, you know, no one knows how like long they're like, how much time they get, but you know, we come up to these obstacles and I think that sometimes God places people into our lives to help us through an obstacle. Sometimes they, Hey, they're there for the, for the rest of the race. Sometimes they're just there for a season, but I think sometimes he places us in other people's life to help them get through an obstacle. So one thing that I found is, you know, if you're going through like a, or if you, or if you already have gone through and you're on the other side of a really unexpected, um, hard time in life, if you look around, there's probably somebody who is a little bit further behind in that same obstacle as you are, who's looking at you and is like thinking like, man, I wish I could know how they're doing that. But if you turn around and you help them, like it provides, it, give so much purpose in that pain and in that obstacle to be able to help somebody um you know through this past year year and a half as I've been going through this divorce I became friends with somebody who also was going through divorce like at the very similar time as I was and to be able to kind of walk with them through that and I could and I could see that me just kind of even being there with them in that like really helped them and it also helped me and it kind of helped me find purpose in why I was going through that. And so I just, you know, I really encourage you to try to use anything that you've learned through your unexpected times or if you're still going through it, look around, find somebody who's gone through it and go through it with them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this, Olivia. I have a blog. Um, I just don't always give it out to a lot of people because it's almost more of like a diary for myself. And sometimes I get embarrassed opening and sharing some of my try I mean my trials and you know tribulations but I told Olivia it's you know through her you know starting this it's really helped me kind of I guess advocate for myself a little bit more and yeah. talk about it because I know that other people feel this way but I've always struggled with I don't want people to look at me and think I'm broken and I was like we're all broken yeah I mean this is the world yeah. we live in but um the first blog that I ever wrote was talking about um you know the guy that I was with that I planned my entire life with um, walked out unexpectedly. I'm talking like one day planning a wedding within eight hours, sent me a text saying like, I no longer want to be with you. And this was um, not just like a month long relationship. No, it was too, I mean, honestly, I, I really think that like that part of my life, I blacked, like mm. I've blacked that out where I don't even, I don't even know yeah. two years, I guess. But it's funny because as I was looking at it, it said, you know, um, the pain would have been bearable if I had just trusted him the way that I wanted to trust him, but I planned my life the way I thought it should have been. And I said, no wonder it didn't work out. I prayed for the things that I wanted right then on the spot. And I got angry with God when there was no instant gratification with my pain. Yeah. 
and says, you know, when I gave my life to get uh, life to God again, I promised to live life his way and to hand over the reins. I am a very, it's funny. I don't know if, I don't even think I'm type A or type B. I really think I'm like A.5. <laughs> like I'm right in the middle of everything. Like I, I'm a planner, but I'm also not. I'm so go with the flow, but I'm not. I don't mm-hmm. even, I'm in Enneagram 7. I mean, no, I'm a 6. You're a 7, right? Yeah. yeah. But anyways, I think um, we just got to trust, and that's that's a hard thing to do. It is, and it, I think the underrooted, especially when things aren't going your way, um, and they haven't for a while, there's almost like this undercurrent of thought of that we could do it better than God, and that's dangerous. And we don't even necessarily realize that that's kind of the meaning behind what we're thinking. But if God is, you know, saying no to something, then it's probably for a reason. Um, but I think one thing that you just said that brings up a really big point is a lot of time, like there's a lot of feelings that come with when we go through those really big unexpected things. But for me, one of the things that I struggled with, with the most was guilt. Like I kind of, I almost felt like I screwed up. Um, and so that it was my fault and you know somehow I ruined God plan God's plan for my life that okay like now that I've gotten a divorce that it's just you know kind of like pointless to even try you know to keep going so I was like well that's like I, I just ruined God's plan there's no way that he can um turn this all around and I, I just I think that it's really important to, um, it took me a long time to realize this, but to realize that our mistakes and our wrong turns are not more powerful than God's plan for our life. I mean, he is omniscient, which means that he knew every mistake that we were going to make and have yet to make before we were even born. He is not surprised by us. I mean, he knows us so well. He formed our heart and our mind. He knows, you know, what we're going to do before we do it. He doesn't look down and go, oh, man, look, you know, look at what Olivia just did. Gosh, what a screw up. Like, I didn't see that one coming. Um, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to improvise and let's see how, you know, try and figure this out. Like, we may be surprised at how certain things in our life are going right now, but God is not surprised. You know, he knew our life would be exactly as it is in this exact moment. This isn't his plan B for us, even if it's our plan B or C or even like down to Q things are going the way that he knew they were going to go. And I think there's a lot of hope in that. And um, if anyone else is kind of struggling with that, with that guilt, that feel like that, you know, maybe that they've screwed up. Like I just think, you know, to have, have some grace with yourself. Um, and I also, one thing that's helped me is I think God looks at areas of our life, not with confusion and surprise, especially, you know, when things are just so different from how we had planned them to go, but he looks at it instead with a heart of, I can't wait to show her or him what I can do with this part of her, of their life. Like for me, I, I would love to get married again someday. Um, and I, I think that like God is excited to show me what relationship he has and like what a, like a really good marriage can look like. Yeah. And that's, that's what we talked about too, is Often, it took me a long time, I'll be honest with you. It's not like this was like I woke up the next day and was like, oh, this is why it happened. But when someone, when you get disappointed in something, I truly believe that, you know, besides God closing that door and opening like 10, but he, are you what you need to be? Like, you know, when, when a disappointment happens, someone walks out of your life. I mean, he's, he may be saying that, hey, you're not, you're not the person I want you to be yet. You need to grow into that person. I think about that with Ty and I, like. I was so mad for the longest time that we weren't married yet. And I was like, gosh, why are we not married yet? But I have seen so much work that God has done in me that I am not 
or I was not the person that I needed to be for Ty at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I really had a lot of growing and a lot of maturity and maturity in Christ more than anything mm-hmm. because I was finding all of my um, worth in Ty is, mm-hmm. you know, words of affirmation and, and quality time. And, you know, my fear of rejection was drawing all of that. So that's where um, we kind of talked about, um, you know, yeah, you're I not mean, the I, person that you need to I be I think yet. you get so focused on like that thing that you feel like is missing from your life or that you wish you had turned out a certain way. But I mean, you know, if, if your future spouse or if that, you know, job opportunity, if that opened up today, or if that person like walked into your life today, are you even really ready to give the best of yourself to that uh, situation? Um, I think, you know, like, but, you know, going off of what Becca said to your relationship with, you know, God has to be strong before you enter into a marriage and I mean I certainly didn't realize that until I was like my marriage was already falling apart but when you think about it your relationship with God is the foundation of your marriage so if that's not strong you cannot build a marriage on that you have to first pour the foundation let it dry let it strengthen and then build the house if the bones are good that's that married meat is better no that's a Marin, Marin, um, never mind. Okay. I just, if you even say this, yeah, if the bones are good, the rest don't matter. Anyways. Yeah. Um, um, so how about the unexpected being comfortable? Because. Being comfortable? Or the unexpected being uncomfortable. Like oh, being comfortable yeah. is not good all the time because no. growth. What is that quote? Uh, growth never came from comfort zones. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, you're right. I think, you know, and the unexpected is uncomfortable. I don't think that anybody is like you know it gets really excited when things don't go the way they expected nobody wants to be uncomfortable no. like you know the top button of your jeans squeeze in and you're <laughs> like god <laughs> but you Old know Navy, that, here i come oh my goodness yeah that discomfort is actually really good because uncomfortable is where growth happens and i think you know how much we grow is limited by how uncomfortable we are willing to be <laughs> <laughs> I just got the best picture in my mind. I'm so immature. This is what what we're talking about. Uncomfortable and growth. I don't know why that just made me laugh when you're uncomfortable because you've eaten too much and you're growing. That's true. Like, remember me after Thanksgiving? I had to leave Thanksgiving early. (laughs) I ate too much. Anyways, Um, um, growth requires room. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, sometimes when... um, Or sometimes when disappointments and hard things happen we cling to what feels good you know like we were like we were talking about earlier but you really again you can't confuse what feels good for what is actually good for you because sometimes what's best for you is to be uncomfortable because God knows in order for you to step into whatever blessing or season he has next for you that you need to grow and develop strength and grit and develop that trust in him so you really you have to be brave enough to be in that discomfort in that disappointment and ask God to show you what he wants you to learn I love it yeah okay so another thing that I've learned is that there's there's so much good in the unexpected I mean um, a lot of times when we focus on all the things that we wanted that God didn't give us, that we often overlook all the things he gave us that we didn't ask for. And, you know, even if some things aren't as you expected them or hoped for them to be, there are likely other places in your life that are overflowing with blessing. Like, I mean, I found whenever I'm going through like a hard time or something just didn't really go the way I planned, 
like God has already helped me get through that season or prepared me to get through that season by just pouring out blessings in other areas. Like for me this past year, year and a half, like I've, you know, I've, str- I've struggled with kind of getting my feet back under me with my divorce, but I have the best friendships now that I have ever had in my whole life. I have the, like, I'm just surrounded with wonderful people and friendships that are like very true and Christ-centered, but that bring me so much just joy and laughter. And I, I never expected that. It just kind of like, God just brought those people into my life. And I really think if you're so focused on everything that your life isn't, you just, you forget what is there that maybe wouldn't have been able to be there if all the things that you hoped for had come true. And that's where you were talking about, Olivia said something last week that was such a landmine in my head. I mean, like it, she said, be where your feet are. Um, and you know, Joyce Meyer, um, most of you probably know Joyce Meyer is a huge, um, you know, um, Christian woman. She's a, she's a speaker. She's a, she's a philanthropist. (laughs) I mean, she's everything. Um, but something that she talks about is, you know, in, in bad circumstances when you're disappointed and uh, making sure that you don't stay there mm-hmm. and not staying there too long. Cause she said, if you stay there for too long, it turns into discouragement, despair and depression. And that's from the enemy. Yeah. Those are, those are not God given feelings. So you just have to make sure that you're, even though disappointment happens and, and sadness may come, it is your job to pull yourself from mm-hmm. that. And I'm not saying y'all I've struggled with depression. I'm not saying, Hey, if you're depressed, wake up and choose to be happy. I mean, it's obviously I understand realistic. that's not realistic, but what I am saying is that you can find ways to help yourself. Um, whether it's self care, mm-hmm. whether it's like Olivia and I, I literally can text her and just be like, Hey, I'm really, and she's sitting in my apartment right now. Normally we're in her house. I was very anxious today about, um, driving in traffic. Those of y'all that know me understand, but so she just said, Hey, no worries. Like I'm going to pack this stuff up. I'll be at your house in like 40 minutes. And here we are. Yeah. You know, so that was a disappointment on my end, but guess what? She came through and we found joy in it. Yeah. She's feeding me wine and, and steak and I'm here. So. <laughs> and macaroni and cheese. Um, but no, what Becca's saying is just so important. I think that you're, don't get me wrong. Like these unexpected things, like having a spouse walk out on you, not getting the job you want. Those are hard. You are allowed to sit and grieve that if you want. But like, like I said, it. don't stay yes. there and please do not. Like, I think a lot of times we do this without even realizing we're doing it. So sometimes it takes like a loved one who says, hey, I think you're, you know, you kind of been doing this like, woe is me type of mentality. And when we let ourselves fall into that where we're the victim, that puts us as the victim. And that means God's our enemy because he's the one who's holding things out and making things go the unexpected way. So whether you realize it or not in that kind of mentality, all your anger and guilt and frustration gets put onto God and that creates distance from you to him. And it also creates distrust. And that is exactly what the enemy wants. And so you just have to be careful. And, you know, if, if somebody that you like a good friend or family, if somebody says, Hey, you know, you've been kind of, what was me, you know, lately. Negative. Yeah, yeah. If you're being negative, like listen to them, they're not telling you that to like be mean. They, they care about you. And well, and here's what's tough. You have to have a tribe that you can be negative and complain to. Mm-hmm. But if that's all you're doing, and if if 85% of your life is complaining and being negative to those people, that is such a dark space. Like, you know, the empath, there's a video on Facebook, it shows this person, and they walk up to another person that's grieving and sad, and they touch them, and they're trying to heal them, and they take their sadness, Mm -hmm. and a little piece of black comes onto them, you know, and by the end of the video, they're their entire they're they're black and they're sad and they're negative and I really think it's our job 
to take these disappointments to comfort others. Like, yes, you're sad, you're grieving, you're disappointed. But if you can get that out there and, and ask for help, there may be somebody else, just like we're doing with this podcast, somebody else needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. So take that disappointment and God wants us to comfort others. Yeah, He wants us to talk about him. Hey, this is a hard time. I have a friend, you guys know, well, you know, but she went through the biggest tragedy that you could ever imagine. I'm not even going to go into details, but she has done nothing but look at her life and say, the word is our only hope. God is our only hope. She has been such a light to others through this. And wow, Mm -hmm. in the face of disappointment and grief, she has looked now, not saying she hasn't had hard days. She has had hard days, but she just looks up and she knows God's there and he's going to get her through that. And she's, She's using her disappointment to help other people and comfort them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and not to kind of jump around, but just to hit back on something that you mentioned earlier of kind of be where your feet are. Part of that is to give 100% of who you are to right now and to not wait until X, Y, or Z happens to be happy. Um, I think, you know, f- like for me, I... I wanted to travel, but I wanted to, part of me was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to wait until I get married because I would love to travel with my spouse. I'd love to be able to like share that with them. And, but then I I had this kind of realization last spring. I was like, I don't have to wait till I'm married to travel. And so then me and one of my best friends went to Iceland together. Like you don't have to wait until your life looks exactly how you wanted it to enjoy it. So that's big. Yeah, that's that's a big part. So we've been super serious for a while. Are we been super serious? Yeah, I love it. I'm just saying. I know. Um, I really, I mean, I think we've hit it. Yeah, I guess I just have one last piece of advice. Um, I think a lot of times when we look at how our life expected or how we expect our life to be, we think about like, you know, our job, our relationship, finances, all that. Um, but you know, instead of asking ourselves, like, is my life how I expect it to be right now? It's really good to take a second and be like, am I who I expect it to be right now? You know, and am I as loving as I thought I would be? Do, is my relationship with Christ as intentional and daily as I was, I hoped it would be? Do I add value to the lives around me? I think that's, you know, important. It can also feel empowering because a lot of times we can't change the like kind of physical things like a relationship and that sort but we can change or work on ourselves and that's um helped me a lot too but I don't know I just I I know I've kind of talked a lot in this episode but I feel like this has just been kind of a continual lesson I've learned over the last year and a half I think anytime like a big thing happens to you like a big unexpected thing whether that be like like your spouse leaving or you know, something like that, like a lot of these unexpected turns are not just going to like cause a lukewarm effect. Like these are like a moment of impact and they can be almost like a trauma. And, you know, this, this moment is going to have an impact on your life and who you are. And you can either hold on to everything that your life isn't and let that make you angry and depressed and feel guilty and just harden you from life or you can muster up every ounce of strength and grit that you have to cling to God and let that unexpected teach you, grow you, and soften you. Like, you know, when those unexpected things happen, it's going to push you one way or the other. 
And you have to remember during disappointments and, um, you know, failed, whatever it is, you're never going to be perfect. And we are mm-hmm. imperfect because we're unfinished. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, that's totally Lisa Turkhurst right there. Oh. I mean, that's, that's a yeah. huge takeaway. We're not ever going to be perfect because we are unfinished. So just understand disappointments are part of life. That's, mm-hmm. it's an obstacle. Yeah. And that, I mean, that brings us to our book of the week, which we already talked about a little bit, but it's not supposed to be this way by Lisa Turkhurst. Yeah. And I'm going to have, <clears throat> I'm going to have Olivia read her favorite quote because it's really, really good. <coughs> Um. Okay, so the quote that I chose from this book is on page 94, and it said, says, hoping doesn't mean I put myself in harm's way. It doesn't mean I ignore reality. No, hoping means I acknowledge reality in the very same breath that I acknowledge God's sovereignty. And that quote just stood out to me. I mean, if I could have highlighted it four times and put ten tabs on it, I think I would have, because... I think sometimes it feels almost like foolish to have hope in a situation that looks so different from how we hope it will turn out. But that's the wonderful thing about being a Christian is because you can look at the true reality of how things are without fear because you know that there's also room for God in that. Um, And that, you know, we can have trust and hope in God to change that. So, yeah, I think you already did your final piece of advice that am I who I hoped I'd be. So did book recommendations. So we're going to get to a less serious part. Truth (laughs) of the week. Truth of the week. Give it to me. Oh, good. Okay. So Leon Bridges, Bridges, man, he is a a fine specimen. Um, (laughs) She's a doctor. (laughs) Specimen. I'm not. I'm a, as I guess, as a nurse doctor. So this is a household. I can't say that every time, but when you say doctor, I just want to, y'all, I'm the step. She loves the office. I love stepbrothers. Like Will Ferrell is. I love stepbrothers. You know, it's funny. My brother's name is Brennan and his best (gasps) friend growing up was Dale. No. And he was like, yeah. yeah. You can call me dragon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We always make fun of that. Um, So yeah. So Leon Bridges, I have been listening to that Pandora station and it is just, it is so good. You know, when you're drinking a hot uh, beverage and it. Just like it hits your, <laughs> um, it hits your palate and just like it warms you up and that's what the Leon Bridges Pandora PlayStation PlayStation no station it's <laughs> it's a PlayStation oh, okay. Truth of the Week. What's your I, Truth of the Week? I, well, God, I have so many. I'm just a ball of truth. Um, I never know what Olivia wants me to say here. She always calls and it I Truth have, of the Week, and she has like a ton, and I'm like. Is it just something I've learned? Is it something I feel like every single episode? I mean, just spill out whatever you want. Um, being a teacher this close to Christmas break is break is awful. Mm, I yeah. love them, but if you only understood how many times I have called Santa this week <laughs> to tell them to take their presents back. No, I'm just kidding. It, it has been tough though. Um, and also another truth of the week. Um, I just found my book. Did you see I how know, excited I, I got? I'm really excited. I, f- I thought I gave you. this away. I did give one copy away, but um, so yeah, it's not supposed to be this way, y'all. It is a, it's incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. even for those of you that may, maybe you haven't gone through huge disappointments. This is good even to read when you're not upset mm-hmm. because it's just such, um, it's so full of all these truth yeah. bombs that you can just, you know, you can use in different situations. So, um, 
yeah so there's that and chick-fil-a is always life i'm sure i'm gonna tell you i'm hoping to one day get a chick-fil-a sponsor um i'm gonna post a picture on instagram tonight of the time that chick-fil-a gave me a chicken nugget that was in the shape of a seahorse remember that no i don't remember that you don't all. remember this just wait y'all it okay. is the craziest thing you're ever going to see. Even Ty goes, oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we just want to say thanks for listening. Yeah. I know that we can definitely get on some rabbit trails, but it all mm-hmm. comes from the heart. And mm-hmm. it is all so, we've been there. We've yeah. lived it. And we're just trying to help people that have been in the same situation. Or maybe you haven't been, but you're, yeah. you will be one I day. I mean, we talk about a lot of things, but we, we felt really, it all. Yeah, we, we're only going to talk about stuff that we've actually gone through. Um so I hope that you can kind of sense that authenticity. But, hey, you know, it is also the month of giving. Or maybe that was in the last month. I don't know. There's, It's like it's a time of year where people give. So if you want to send me chicken nuggets, if it's after, is that where you're going with this? No, but um, you mm. can do that if you feel okay. so obliged. But, no, if you would go on Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes? Nope. Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts um, and leave us a review. It really act- helps people find us. Y'all, it made my day last oh, week. Oh, my goodness. We got five five-star ratings from people. And, and so what they so sweet. Oh, it made my day. Yeah. Someone said they loved my laugh. And I was like, you know what, y'all? I only had to pay him like 20 bucks. I know. I was like, I literally <laughs> sound like that third hyena from Lion King when they're in the the whatever it is the skeleton olivia's got this cute little <laughs> you know whatever and mine is my mom told me she had to turn hers down so anyways thanks for listening yeah as we poured out some truth about what to expect no nope. during disappointments nope. <laughs> <laughs> when life hasn't turned out the way you've expected yeah. i was thinking about that movie what to expect when you're expecting I was like, oh yeah. Right. yeah anyways so join us next week as we talk about what do you want to talk about next week uh, I think we're doing social media. I think it's social media sickness, right? Yeah. Or just the the stigma behind, you know, like, what's it called? Um, highlight reels. Highlight reels on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> um, so if you have any topics that you want us to cover or wine recommendations, please send them our way. And DM us about anything. Like, yeah. If you even just want to talk and be like, hey, you guys talked way too much or, hey, you guys helped me. Like, I, we want to hear it all. Like, yeah. the good, the bad, the pros, the cons, whatever. You can, you can find us at uh, at the Poured Out Podcast. That's us. Yep. All right. Thanks so much. I'm going to go cook her some macaroni and some steak. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit and drink my wine. All right. Bye. Bye.